Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 141, the 30th of June, 2010. James, it's a pleasure to be back on the couch with you. Indeed, Ian. How's things with you? Uh, things are great on episode number 141. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology news kind of stuff. And um, we'll be talking in the standard categories. We've got business, technology, content delivery. Uh, a bit of mobile actions, some gaming and uh, other interesting technological things, interventions. Yes. And uh, a packed program we have for you today. So without further ado, we'll dive straight into that first topic. Business, business news. And this is a Good. bit of a... Parochial news from the uh, the Isle of England, Scotland yeah. and Wales, and Great Britain. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Project Canvas, now we've talked about this before, and, and I think uh, people are still trying to get their, their heads around what this actually is. Now, I'm certainly trying to get my head around yes, this. Yes, it's a mysterious body, but it seems to be predicated by the fact that the BBC had to approve it, or the BBC was part of it, and the BBC is a strangely funded body by the public purse. They have, a, they have a trust. So they, they the, trust, trust, the trust has to approve trust. it. And the trust has concluded Project Canvas will deliver significant public value for licence fee payers. So people in the UK pay a licence fee in order to get television at all. and In the UK, but... No, once, they, once they do that, they, get, they can watch TV on TV and other devices <laughs> as well. What, what does Canvas give them that, that television doesn't give them already? Well, it's delivery of TV to hybrid devices... I was like, so iPlayer is one of the things mentioned, including the BBC iPlayer, which is the BBC's catch-up content, which mm-hmm. is available free on to mobile devices. And but interestingly, not free. I mean, my um, I'm saying with my brother right now, he's got a BT Vision box, which is mm-hmm. a IPTV box, Microsoft sure. kind of stuff. Yep. You have to pay for BT for i uh, iPlayer content. In fact, it says on the screen, it says you must watch this on your PC. What? Um, <laughs> it's free. You watch well. It on your well I guess there's some argy-bargy going on between the various uh-huh. things. So, I mean, it's a bit daft to be watching, you know, Microsoft Media Room, Super Special, and you can't access this content, but mm-hmm. I guess it's a, mm-hmm. it's a business arrangement. Uh, well, BT's B- part of uh, Pretty Canvas, so presumably that'll, mm. uh, they'll fall under that, under that spell. But uh, it's probably a, you know, a technology barrier as well if, be, if um, you know, Adobe Flash streaming is used by one, Microsoft mm-hmm. streaming is used by another. Yeah. Um, but essentially, yeah, lots of manufacturers behind it. Um, mm-hmm. The DTG Group, Digital TV Group, who um, are basically in control of the standards of digital TV. Yeah, and, and it's kind of uh, interesting. But I mean, the, the standards so still haven't been released at the moment. But it will mm. be for connected TVs and connected set-top boxes, um, and it can also do pay TV. It can do advertising, all sorts of things. So it's all really, so dancing. It's, 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 um, and it's supposed to be debuting. September, you know, Q3 this year. Wow. Whether it will or uh, not, and, and what implementations that will be, I don't know. But there's been a few full starts away. with, mm. with um, Kangaroo. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, let's, let's watch and see. Um, it's probably, <coughs> is it similar, no, to TV everywhere in the US? I don't think it is. Um, well, I mean, they've got, they've got Akiva, who would do a lot of the digital TV infrastructure in the UK, BT, Channel 4, 5, ITV, and Talk Talk, who are a... But I mean, you've got the um, internet provider. Is it Fetch TV, the thing, uh, box from mm-hmm. NetGem, which mm-hmm. is a digital terrestrial tuner, and it offers the ability to play back lots of content from the internet, YouTube, yep. iPlayer, uh, even pay TV stuff in there as well. So I don't know how 
I guess making it standardized means that you won't mm -hmm. be forced to go down maybe an iTunes route or a... Okay. So it remains to be seen. I think the, the, it means well, but whether it's actually good for the consumer and whether products are actually conformant. Yeah, and uh, right, if, if they can... I mean, DTG has done a good job of trying to keep... Uh, if you buy a digital TV set-the-box in the UK, generally speaking, it's going to work okay. It's going to have Except enough information. Except for DVB-T2 and HD, it won't... So well, it's a new, I mean, that's a new standard, but um, how are they going to standardise all set-the-boxes on Project Canvas? Because once you have a box connected to the internet... Can you have a Canvas app on your iPad? That yeah, and you know, Og Vorbis, Microsoft, Adobe, New yeah. Codec, whatever. I mean, how does that get updated? Ooh, There's lots of kind of... Hard. How can you guarantee compatibility? Mm. Uh, unless you go for the lowest common denominator, which is like a underwhelming kind <laughs> Nothingness of, of lack anything. of wow. Yes. Um, anywho, so that's quite interesting. Um, in the technology space, mm -hmm. uh, we have, again, UK, sorry, or North American listeners, probably old news for you, but uh, Virgin... Uh, media who are um, offering beginning to put deploy Doxis three, which is probably old news. I think for those of you in North America, everyone's got Doxis three. Apparently not. Um, which well, can offer Doxis three allows channel bonding, doesn't it? So you yeah. get much better bandwidth throughput. So what are they looking at here for for Virgin? Four hundred megabits. Four hundred. That's not bad. Well, quite okay. what you're going to do with that. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you've got... Th oh, okay, so it has... Cable running speed... I wrote my eight bonded channels in parallel. Yes. Wow. Um, which yeah. is quite a lot of bandwidth in itself, to be honest. Terrible lot of bandwidth. I mean, there's, there's actually not all that much bandwidth kicking around on cable mm. once you use all those TV well, I mean, they've, they've said channels. about... You know, cable is basically going... Once you can turn it to all IP, then, you know, cable TV today uh -huh. is basically... They had, like, coax cables going out to the... Right to the home and it goes back to a node which has got mm -hmm. fibre and goes mm -hmm. back to the head end and all this kind of stuff um, they were still, they're still delivering uh, QAM modulated mm -hmm. TV signals but you know once you can get 400 megabits IP. down to the home then yeah. all TV could effectively be video on demand you have yeah. PVRs cheaper so all your, your brains is in the, the mm -hmm. backside head end mm -hmm. um, brains in the backside doesn't <laughs> it, doesn't it? But, um, well that would be a great thing if you can actually get it to the point of Having, I mean, it's the, they reckon that the chips will actually go up to 800 megabits per second. Once you're at that kind of level, surely that's uh, that's a nice little platform for doing a bit of bit of VOD and a bit of. Well, I mean, what do you need to do in your home? I mean, if you've got three HD sets all fast doing trick modes on H.264, mm. maybe you need to have 100 megabits. 100 would be more than enough. Yeah, 100 would be plenty. So if you got 800 key, 800 key here, yeah, and I mean, I think there are places with a gigabit to the home. Google's offered earlier in the year, you know, gigabit mm -hmm. trials in uh, California, mm -hmm. various places. Quite what you do with that gigabit, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's what's at the at that point. It's at what's at the other end and what's in between that's going to make more of a difference. Just because your last mile is, uh, I mean, my last mile here is yeah, 200 megabits per second on wireless end. But do I get 200? No, 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 no I don't. It's the, where the, the the bottleneck is. Yeah, exactly. Equally. What's enough? Very true. Um, you know, and I guess if you start doing all, if you're editing HD video mm -hmm. on the internet from home using mm -hmm. a web-based interface, <laughs> shuffling stuff, yeah, um, you know that that would be handy. Yep. Um, but, but I actually find for what I do, the upload speed is actually more of a limitation now than the download speed. Yeah, but I think Doxis is it's bidirectional, so it's uh, not asymmetric, oh, okay. so you're okay. Um, nice. Which is a, a good part of it, and it's great for file sharing. Obviously. Well, if only I lived in Coventry where they're, they're doing the trials, that would be... Yeah. And I think, you know, people are going to be... I've heard... Um, have you heard of uh, Playcast Media? No. They're doing a, 
allegedly gaming again you know mm-hmm. g cluster people like that have yep. offered services where they offer dedicated video for one game for you oh, and then cool. send your remote control key presses back uh-huh. on yep. the return yep. channel so it is yep. a kind of video on but the problem has always been latency and mm. twitching and you know every couple of years someone comes out saying oh we've solved the problem yep you know yeah, it was someone recently wasn't it but it hasn't not, happened yet. Yeah, and on live is another one doing for gaming. That's right, on live. Yeah. Um, but they're they're doing to PCs, mm-hmm. um, and they can obviously use more exotic codecs. If it's a Zeta box, it's got to be H two six four MPEG two, pretty much. Yep. Um, and there's definitely lag with those chips. So. There's lags and uh, there's issues there. But um, you know, that's maybe another purpose for this. So broadband is even broader. Broadband is coming. So that's fantastico. Fantastic. Well, in the content delivery space, I've uh, got a little note. On Apple's shopping spree, they've uh, now that they've got the iPad out the door and the iPhone number four out the door, they're looking at what they can spend their billions of dollars of cash sitting around in the bank account. Yeah, well, they have got, got I don't know what the latest results said and how like much thirty billion dollars. <laughs> it's a lot of cash. They've got to do something with it, and other than buying, exactly, I can help them with that problem. They could already buy, you know, buy Suriname for all the aluminium mines. <laughs> it was interesting. I was having a discussion with someone yesterday about what Apple could do with their cash. And if all of a sudden they decided they'd buy the Premier League rights, for example, well, let's say they wanted to get into TV mm-hmm. and they said, bad luck, Sky, we've paid twice as much as you paid for, um, for yeah, the Premier League rights. only available on iTunes. Only on iTunes. Only on Apple TV or iPads or iPhones. Yeah. You'd buy an Apple TV. If you're a soccer fan, you'd buy... Sorry, football fan. Well, you know, you, the thing is, that's the difference. So you don't TV, get a free... You? you get a free reception device and you pay for the content. And that's the difference in pay TV. The day a- yeah. Apple, I think, is still rooted in being a hardware company, so ah, still they're still going to want to sell you the hardware. Sure, so pay for the hardware, pay a subs- and then pay a subscription, a subscription on top. Fantastic. Yeah, or they like someone else to bear the risk of that as long as they sell the hardware. But, you know, they could, they could change. Ah, uh, the yes. fact is they've got bags of cash, and they could just buy the Premier League rights or NFL or... They could probably buy England. They could buy... <laughs> They could buy, soccer team. They could kind of right buy whatever they wanted, more or less. Um, <laughs> well, the theory is they're going to go into big into TV in a big way. Uh, they've you know had Apple, Apple TV is a bit of a kind of a margin player for well, a Jobs while. Could just buy the rest of Disney. You could and uh, put all their content on. I don't know. Let's go see for the kids. You know, kids will <laughs> rule. That's the um, um, so that's kind of Apple doing the thing. The other th- news um, is Hulu mm-hmm. uh, that joint venture with uh, various. Uh, content owners in the US has gone pay. Uh, this is amazing because it's been free up to this point. Uh, but now, if you want to, you can actually watch this like current season TV shows. Yeah, and I must uh, say, even um, in f- looking at this from outside the UK, you think, oh, but surely you could watch everything anyway. The fact is, the content on it wasn't unlimited. Right. Uh, there was still, and like the ABC app as well. I'm mm-hmm. um, thinking about my iPad experience here. So you couldn't see everything, and it wasn't in HD and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So now mm-hmm. they're saying, well, actually, yeah, you can see more shows. Uh, you can get day-and-day access to current stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. And you can get HD. I do but like you, but you are paying now. 10 bucks a month. Introducing Hulu Plus more wherever, more whenever than ever. So <laughs> lots of evers going on there. It's, uh, it looks like a nice service. So they're, they're first of all, allowing it on Samsung Internet-connected TVs and Blu-ray players iPad, iPhone 4, 3DS, uh, iPod Touch. And PlayStation 3, I think. PlayStation it? 3 Xbox coming soon. That's, so this is, oh, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd, um, have, you, have you played with Spotify? In played the with UK, Spotify? Which is a, yep. an audio sharing service. Yep. I uh, just bought a premium upgrade mm-hmm. for a gift for someone. And um, it was intriguing that you can, that allows you to install the premium product on up to three devices. Okay. Where you can 
download for offline viewing the content. Mm-hmm. I guess as long as you're paying the, paying the fee. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, interesting, I started listening to something. Um, well, they started listening to something and it said, you know, someone else is already using the service. So it might be maybe oh, right. being installed on multiple devices. Right, you can't consume simultaneously. Oh, okay. And clearly you need an online connection. For that. If I went right. offline, I don't think they could sort of sort it out. Right. But um, not too dissimilar from using, you know, software packages mm-hmm. on a LAN. So someone else sure. is already running this version. Uh-huh. That's quite um, amazing. The Hulu have now, I mean, if they're getting some revenue from that, then, I mean, there is a legitimate, legitimate, legitimate pay TV provider as anyone else can hear around. They can. Mm, it's also a, it's a limited number of users as well. It's an invitation. So it's like oh, a okay. private beta at right. the moment. Because, yeah, um, you know, if it's HD, you want it to look good. Well, it depends who, where the content's been played out from. I guess all that will sort of roll out in the next uh, few weeks mm. and people will find out more about it because it is fairly fresh off the boat. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, so, still in content delivery. More uh, tablets. Cisco popping up with an Android based tablet, I guess. I mean, what is Cisco doing? I don't know. <clears throat> this I've is heard not really about other space. people coming out with other tablets as well with a kind of a, you know, you've seen a Dell Streak, mm-hmm. five inches, and you've got the iPad at 10 inches. I had someone else coming out with like a, this, maybe is this a seven-inch kind of in-betweeny mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just too big for a pocket. So why would you? Yeah, I mean, still under $1,000. Well, I'd hope so. Well, it's got a 1.6 gig Intel Atom processor, so it's effectively a low-end PC, hmm. weighs 1.5 pounds, uh, eight hours of battery life. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tablet thing. I must say, one of the things I've noticed with my iPad, I think it's the iPad, I'm getting back strain. Oh, really? So because of the action. way you look at yeah, it? Yeah, it's bad it posture, or? I think, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Too much uh, plants versus zombies, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, interestingly yeah. enough, I read an article the other day about uh, how... Anyone else getting back straight? Do send us email yeah. at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Tell us about your upper back. You know. iPad injuries. <laughs> yes. It used to be wee injuries, now it's iPad industry. Mm. injuries. So we're looking at, um, uh, I was reading an article about how uh, back in the old days when Sierra were a kind of game manufacturer and uh, they were looking at some 3D options at that point. They did some actual research with kids and mm. found it was actually really bad for the kids to be watching all this 3D content. Uh, and In something that, well, I think the, the thing is that with all the 3D content we've got now, whilst you might have the perception of 3D, you're actually focusing on one flat plane. Right. And so when things are far behind, you're not actually refocusing your eyes further away and mm-hmm. closer up, but you kind of all focus on one. one. And when you do a lot of that, uh, there's some worry that actually that's kind of damaging for kids as they're growing up because their spatial perception will get messed up by these 3D things. It messes with their minds. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Like, well, uh, that's very scientific, Ian. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Look in the show notes, but don't expect to find the reference. Um, uh, so, back on the... Uh, back on the track. Mobile. Mobile. Now, iPhone 4 launched. I've seen a few knocking around. Yep. Um, well. <laughs> Do you think well? Sold lots of them. I mean, it just looked fairly normal to me. But, I mean, people mm. who I've met said, oh, yeah, they're really happy with it. But then... If I'd spent that amount of money, I'd say I was happy as well. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm not happy at all. So I'll, I'll hold out. <laughs> I have to hold uh, it with my oven glove in order to make it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good signals. I don't have a problem with signals. Doesn't take much. So let's focus not on that, but on um, the Droid X. Um, mm. 
It's been DLNA certified, which means that there's a protocol that runs on top of IP, which allows you to... It's a digital find and play living cool. network alliance, I think. Mm-hmm, that's right. Bluff. And uh, sounds pretty good to me. Uh, so it allows you to find content on a, on, a, on a PC media server, search for it, play it, uh, yeah, I think control the it. I hadn't kind of appreciated here. There's one is, you know, you can obviously send stuff from your device, one device to another. Mm-hmm. You can take stuff from another device onto your device okay. or, or consume it. Right. The other thing is you can tell a device from your device to play it out on another device, which I thought was Ooh, quite cool. cool. So you could use your phone to tell your computer to play stuff out on your TV. That's cool. Assuming it's all physically able. That's cool. Networking connected, which was kind of new um, to me, obviously, rather because oh, normally right. it's either you're watching stuff from your computer mm. on your mm. phone or your PlayStation on your computer yeah. or vice versa, but not using it as a mm. remote control uh, protocol. But I guess, I mean, the DLNA is a very all-encompassing kind of standard. So this is one that implements a particular feature set um, from, they're calling All Share. That's mm-hmm. a Samsung one. But it wouldn't surprise me if this only works with, like, Samsung TVs. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Because either. it's a particular implementation and yeah. use of the syntax and controls and things. Yeah. So I've seen like Panasonic has Viera and they can mm-hmm. link things up. I'm, my new yeah. camera, I can hook up to a Panasonic TV and it will play back via HDMI using CL. Well, CLC I mean, I, ca- I can't see any reason why. I mean, you've been outside, you've taken a video of. Um, well, should, of course, you should be able to do you'd it. Be able to walk inside with your phone and hit play on your phone and have it pop out on your TV. Assuming, but normally it is if your TV came from the same manufacturer and you bought them roughly at the same yes. time, maybe they would work. Yes. Even if, and if they're a year yeah, apart. Versions so, of, yes. I mean, it's the great example is, you know, my dad sends me a multimedia message from his phone mm-hmm. to my top of the range BlackBerry. I can't look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it sends me to a mm-hmm. website and it sends yeah. me the wrong website. Yeah. It's like, why is that? Too hard, so yeah. if you can't manage that, yeah, something which has yeah, been around yeah. for ages and ages. Yeah. What no, uh, what hope is there to do all this stuff? Maybe there is hope. Maybe I'm just being... Well, I mean, uh, I think there's definitely a problem to be solved there because, uh, I mean, when I read this article, I was like, yeah, of course you should be able to do that. It had never actually occurred to me before mm. because you'd never been able to do it. But when you think about it, it should be perfectly reasonable that... Um, and I, initially I was kind of thinking, well, you know, once TVs have a, a method of accessing the display over you know gigabit wireless whatever so that hmm. effectively ultra wideband local comms to i mean just well yeah to get it but then if and you also don't registration that, and if you don't have that and so you know you don't have to cable up your tv what if you just did it all over ip and you could actually just hmm. deliver the content to your tv the tv has a set-top box in it effectively and it plays the content out over dlna why not yeah well i guess the there's lots of angles. i mean it's interesting this spotify thing again there this feature mm-hmm. on the mobile one where if you've actually already got the song, because you're basically playing music from the cloud onto your on your mm-hmm. device, but if the if the song is already available on your device from iTunes, it won't stream it to try and you know minimize your bandwidth costs, but also their bandwidth costs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's so cool. so it has some intelligence there to yeah, look yeah. at where's the media you want to listen to this. Well, where's the yep. most efficient place to get it? Yep. Um, well, that's why I think. Uh, I mean, Seagate have just released a three terabyte external hard disk. Three terabytes. Not a bad effort. <laughs> but what's the point? Like, once once you've reached enough space to be able to cache stuff and your network... Is that USB 3? Uh, yeah, you can get USB 3. Um, I haven't seen... Have you seen any USB 3 devices? Uh, no. I mean, I've bought a new laptop lately. Does it do USB 3? No. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's my camera as well that supports this SDXC standard, which Yeah, is you need that for bigger than 2 gigs. 2 gigs? Uh, no, bigger than... 
it's bigger than 64 or 30, bigger oh, than 32 really? gigs. All oh, right. Which they don't exist yet, but you know, so <laughs> just in case. But they're not. You know, right. An XC can read a um, HC. Okay. Oh, so it's, oh, right. But so not, not the other HC, way around, clearly. So it's um, XC. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Because it's not FAT32, it's FAT64 or something. Yeah, it's bigger than that. Um, XC. Mm. But XC nice. can... It's all backwards. It's like many standards. They're trying to right. be all-inclusive. Well, that's 10. You can put Anywho. two terabytes worth of... <laughs> stuff on there. Fantastic. <laughs> Woo. Um, so, uh, mobile again, um, but segueing into games, I guess, for, for games for health. Mm-hmm. This, I thought, was unusual. Um, a game called Colorful, available mm-hmm. on the iTunes App Store from a Humana, a US health insurance company. Um, and this is what I couldn't quite understand. It, it's um, players must arrange cascading colored tokens in order of the colors of the rainbow. But in order to get the colors, you have to go outside and take a picture of something that has that color on it. <laughs> and quite, this is allegedly a healthy game because it gets people to go outside. <laughs> which I thought if, if they're targeting people who have <laughs> never been outside leave the house it's <laughs> great do not drive whilst taking the photograph um, we're excited to be the first health insurance company to offer people fun healthy mobile games that challenge their minds and bodies while encouraging healthy behaviours yeah and these applications help people find urgent care centres as well learn their healthcare <laughs> spending account balances they have something coloured purple yeah and get instant access so it is more of a maybe this is just a casual part of it but it just uh-huh. seems a bit that's interesting. A bit bizarre. Anyway, um, mm. if anyone's played Colourful, and uh, maybe you have to have a Humana account to uh, to do you it. You let us know. Very exciting for those people who are into uh, going outside. Um, <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, proper gaming now. Proper gaming. Proper gaming. Um, those clever f- fellows at Sony have introduced, um, is it called PlayStation Plus? Yes, God, there's a lot of pluses around it. It's a plus program, shouldn't it, this yeah. one? Uh, PlayStation Plus. Um Upgrading the PS3 firmware and allowing for the 50 euros, 50 dollars, or 5,000 yen, join a club, which I guess is um, mm-hmm. a bit like. Is it a bit like Xbox Live? I don't know, but um, you can do video editing, which is interesting, and you can upload finished files to Facebook and YouTube, network sharing, um, you can send your digital images. Um, but the big one is PlayStation Plus, which is getting you early access to, by, by paying, mm-hmm. getting early access to game releases, playable demos. Right. right. Um, to be honest, you could do that before for free. You could mm-hmm. download playable demos. But mm-hmm. I think these are playable demos which you can then upgrade to the full right. multi. Um, and there'll uh, be lots of other new features and services. <laughs> uh, membership brings trial access to full versions of some PlayStation 3 titles so they can be tried. Uh, offers some discounts, and they're continuing to add new features. Um, wow. An unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented amount of value, access and convenience for this $3 a month. Might have to fire uh, up my PlayStation know. and have a look at that. I, I think, I think we need to see the real deal, James, because I don't, I don't get that. I was going to download some of the... Uh, the 3D games, you can now get some extensions oh, awesome. for 3D, wipe out 3D, but you need obviously the TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is the, not so well, TV and <laughs> the glasses. Yeah, um, okay. I think so it's shutters only, but I still haven't had a chance to look at that. If anyone has had a chance to look at the 3D stuff coming out of PlayStation 3, mm, sensor, is sensor it cheesy? Rate. Is it good? Let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Does it make you feel a bit odd after mm-hmm. half now? Now, good in tonight. the other section... Mm-hmm. Um, I came across a company called... Um, Patch Bay, but it's not spelled like that. 
<laughs> Pachubi. Um, P-A-C-H-U-B-E. Dot com, who I thought were kind of... I was at this, this session on uh, the Internet of Things, basically about you know objects and sensors that can be hooked up to the Internet, mm-hmm. um, which is all very well and good, but only if people can look at them. Mm. Um, so Patch Bay... We'll see Patch Bay... Pronounced Patch Bay, but not spelt like that way. Um, they're providing a sort of a gateway service or a repository where these things can upload content mm-hmm. and then they'll be turned into feeds which you can read from other devices and then you can create sort of interesting mashups of things and and uh i just thought it was quite interesting as more oh, things get connected cool. yeah um because little little sensor devices typically don't remember much mm. um and obviously or if they do remember stuff they've got to have large batteries and they've got to mm-hmm. have all this kind of stuff Expensive. so if you can just send a little burst message over some wireless network up to the internet forget mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. when you, you wake up take your next reading do the same you don't have to it'll last a lot longer i mean you know you've been doing some stuff with like batteries and stuff and mm. some little sensor moats will last actually a long time if they don't yeah, have they to be on to, the whole yeah exactly if you can put them to sleep in between then you can actually get them to last you know years but mm. they need somewhere to put the information so but, I mean, it looks like a great site it looks like you can kind of put in any kind of arbitrary data about yeah. like humidity or temperature cups or of coffee cups of <laughs> coffee you can make your own things up that looks really cool so I think it'd be interesting to see what people connect together and find out um, uh, I mean it's a very slick site so definitely yeah and lots of users and just sign up it's free to get an account um, we don't make any money mm-hmm. um, so have a look at that see if you think of some great uh, data mashup that'd be good to see but I thought it was quite Fantastic. an interesting thing as more and more things get connected you could Maybe wire up your fridge for how many buns you eat or something like that. <laughs> how many Very times funny. you opened it today? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Too much time on the fridge. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. So thank you again for listening and uh, it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 